Well, hello, 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 party people, and welcome back to Spring Break 2021. <laughs> Here we are at flu season at May's house. Yeah, yeah, this is Neo, uh, and this is Your Take Has the Flu. <laughs> Your Take is currently down with the sickness. Ooh, ah. Yeah, so. We were doing that joke before we started. It one was- of. One of my coworkers, where I where I slave away for capitalism, came in on like Monday or Tuesday, and was coughing everywhere, and uh, now the house has the flu. So so thanks, bitch. Thanks, coworker. Thanks a lot. Uh, Wear your fucking mask. Yeah. Anyway, hi everybody. <laughs> Welcome to your take is excrement poo poo doo doo farts. Um, today's episode is going to be a kind of well okay so first things first a couple of things uh number one we have an ad today pretty fucking sick we're gonna get to that later on but we do have an ad uh, at the 30 minute i'm excited for it i can't believe that we've done this it's great we got one yeah it's that moment in ghostbusters we got one exactly Yeah. yeah ring ring yeah we all go down the fire pole Anyway, so we should put a fire pole in the apartment. We should. We Just don't like have. Bam. We don't have a second floor, but you know, uh, our neighbors fine. won't. Our, our down. Neighbors our downstairs mind. neighbors won't mind. Jesus. Um. Yes. Yeah, so today, uh, welcome to your take is excrement. This is the podcast where we talk about, I guess, weirdo cult film. Um. I. I am introducing my boy, my cat boy Neo here. Uh, classic cinema and. One of the things that really just like clung to you in the last year was Jodorowsky. Yes. Jodorowsky. There's the pronunciation. Like the biggest, most controversial tick just clamped on to me. Yeah. Well, and, and he has a tendency to do that. So we were going to be talking about the devils today. But we've decided we're going to rewatch it and do a little bit of further analysis before we do a podcast on it, which I think is fair. The version that we watched before was not the fully restored version, which did make the movie, I think, a little less um, enjoyable Mm -hmm. over the other versions. So we're going to try to hunt down the uncut version and watch that. And then we're going to do a podcast about the uncut version, as I feel like Neo needs to see that to develop his takes. However... Today we are talking about El Topo, the classic, the first psychedelic, okay, it's not the first psychedelic movie, but it's the first, like, push towards the mainstreaming of psychedelic film. Yeah. <clears throat> this would be, like, the first one, and it's directed by Alejandro Jodorowsky, mm-hmm. who uh, is kind of a very, I feel like people are going to debate me on this, but I consider him to be a, a very selfless filmmaker. Like as much as he is the writer, director, does the music, is in the movie, is, is the main like, character, is the main character, does all that shit. Like the movie is very weirdly anti-ego. I think all of his yeah. movies are. Yeah. Um, even while he has a tendency to play his own like religious daddy figure uh, which is kind of interesting um there's so much to talk about with Jodorowsky that we could do 10 fucking hours we could do a whole podcast about Jodorowsky Mm -hmm. to be honest with you because there's so much to talk about uh tarot I mean good lord 
But um, more importantly than anything, this podcast is about how I show Neo uh, controversial and important wild things, and I milk takes out of him like like the the sweetest udder. <laughs> and today, the little, the little cat udder. Uh, yeah. I got nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? (laughs) So today I'm going to be milking takes about Jodorowsky, one of the most important art filmmakers in history, uh, out of Neo, Mm -hmm. a a cat boy. Yeah. Well, before we really get into the movie, should we talk about the controversy and just kind of... Well, okay. there's, there's There's so much stuff to talk about. Um, that the, there's like it's hard to do it even in linear order. So well, I just want to hit it first. I, th- I think the thing to say is that we are going to be discussing the controversy around it, and we're not going to be like straying away from that. And we do have opinions and takes on this. Yeah. So so you know we so we are you... going to be talking about it, but I do want to kind of like we could address it right off the bat or we could just go right into it and then we can get there when we get there we can get there when we get there it's just before you write a mean comment to me we we yeah before you're like oh god they're talking about Jodorowsky like we know (laughs) we know (laughs) we are very aware listen like I built my career talking about Jodorowsky like one of my earliest videos that got like a million views was me talking about the holy mountain Mm -hmm. and like trust me when I say (laughs) I've heard. Uh, <laughs> I have heard about it. Uh, so, Neo, my cat boy, cat boy, my cat boy, can you explain to me the plot? I know this is very difficult, and it's increasingly, the challenge continues to increase, but this week is a real bitch of a challenge. Can you explain to me El Topo, or as the French call it, Le Topo? I don't like how the French call it, first of all. No, but so the movie's about a gunslinger. Yeehaw. And, yeehaw. And the movie starts with him uh, basically abandoning his son for a woman. Uh, wrecked. Get wrecked, kid. As and, most dads have a tendency to do. Yeah, and then he gets trapped in the desert with this woman, and they, they then proceed to uh, wander in the desert until they figure out they have to kill four gunslingers. So they, they then start on this, this psychedelic desert quest to uh, kill these four gunslingers. Um, and so the first one is, uh, uh, like... Bullets bu- pass through Yeah, him. bullets go through him. So how Jodorowsky's character beats him is he digs a punji trap. And so when they, well, they, they well, walk... Okay. <laughs> Worth mentioning. Sorry, okay. I just coughed. We're going to be coughing on yeah. this, so you should know this because we both have the flu, so or at least recovering from it. Um, but anyway, so the thing to note here about the gunslinger thing is this is this is a psychedelic subversion of gunslingers, like in in the way that they're often presented. Mm-hmm. Instead of it being like he's going to go around and prove that he's the best by challenging all these people that are like really good, he they're they're kind of they challenge him in a spiritual way. Yeah, like to his spiritual dimension. So, like they're trying to teach him things. They're they're more like gurus. Than... They they express his like. They they all have this attitude of like you can kill me, but killing me isn't gonna make you better. Right. And like he has to constantly deal with this awareness. But the only reason I'm interjecting here is because like 
you're going to be talking about these gunslingers and people are going to go, why the fuck would that happen? What's happening? What are you talking about? And you have to understand that this movie exists like in a non-narrative spiritual realm, uh-huh. like in, in the same way that the Holy Mountain does, where it's like, if you go into the Holy Mountain looking for linearity, I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> if you go into the Sofa looking for linearity, I don't know if I can help you. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can find it. <laughs> so get ready for that. It's going to be more meaningful on a spiritual level than anything else. So continue, Neo. Well, yeah. And, and, and while we're on this topic, the first time we watched this movie, or the first time I watched this movie, uh, we were, I was on, we were on acid. Oh, yeah. wow. As, as, as. That seems to be the weird fucking, uh, like, tie together of this whole podcast, huh? Yeah, it's doing acid and watching movies. <laughs> May and Neo watch different movies on acid and report back the podcast. Yeah, well, then we watch it again, not on acid, and it was just as good. Uh, but anyway, so he, he digs a punchy pit to kill the first gunslinger. Uh, and then I think at that point they, he picks up the, the lesbian gunslinger who is showing him and his wife deeper through the desert, but there's obviously a thing going on with his wife and the lesbian. I wonder why. I wonder why. Uh, Jodorowsky kind of hates masculinity. I think he hates femininity, too. Yeah. I, I don't even know. Like, I think he might we're going to get into that. He might just like, hate the concept of gender. He, maybe. Anyway. It's really... There's a... Oh. Continue. <laughs> so, so then the next gunslinger uh, is has obtained perfection and uh, shoots the gun out of Jodorowsky's hand and... Shows Jodorowsky how better he is than Jodorowsky at literally everything. And is trying to teach Jodorowsky that, you know, if you get too perfect and if you and if you get too good, then you just get bored because there's nothing left for you. So you have to give yourself like a weakness. It's like relationships kind of are your your version of nerfing yourself. Yeah. Like if you're so good, you have to have a relationship to make yourself stop being so goddamn good. So, so it's like he the the wife is like his vulnerable spot. So yeah. he kills his wife well, and it's just like fucked. Well, no. So right? well, so Jodorowsky drops glass <laughs> on the ground. Then this guy's wife oh, right. steps on the glass, and as this guy is trying to help his wife, Jodorowsky's character guns him down. Right. So um, you'll see a theme here where it's like, yes, he kills the uh, the gunslingers, but does he do it honestly? No. <laughs> no, even, not at all. But I think the other thing that Jodorowsky kind of points out in a weird way is that there isn't much of an honest way to kill people. Yeah. Um, especially people that don't deserve it. No. Uh, well, and, okay, so then the third gunslinger is this dude who has, like, a rabbit farm. Uh, and as Jodorowsky's character walks up, all the rabbits start dying because he's, like, the, 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 the gunslinger in black, like, you know, like, the death incarnate. Yeah. Uh, and so then this, this guy is, like, yeah, I have this, like, rusty, shitty, single-shot, like, flintlock gun because I never miss and I've obtained perfection. And I always hit the heart. Uh, and so Jodorowsky goes, puts a, put, puts like a pan in front of his heart. So when they, when they duel, this guy shoots him in the heart. It hits the, it hits like the, the metal pan he put in. It bounces off and then Jodorowsky guns him down. Um, 
<coughs> Excuse me. And then the f- the fourth gunslinger is this crazy old man who traded his gun for a butterfly net, but and and is is like, you can't beat me because I I'm 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 totally willing to die. I don't care anymore. And so Jodorowsky tries to shoot him, and he catches a bullet with the butterfly net, throws it back at him. He's like, you can't kill me, but I can kill. I, I he's like death. Life and death don't matter to me. If you want me to die, I can show you. I can die. And he yeah. like, pull, takes the gun and he shoots himself and dies. Yeah. And then, like, the gunslinger's like, fuck! <laughs> yeah, I didn't kill him. He killed himself. I didn't beat all four gunslingers. Fuck! And then the... If I remember correctly. Ending. And then the lesbian shoots him. Or does his wife shoot him? It's deserved, whoever shoots him. Yeah. So he gets shot by one of the two uh, and and kind of just passes the fuck out. Well, it's presumed he's dead. And then he is, the movie is, this is the halfway point of the movie. You can kind of break the movie up into two chunks. There's like mm-hmm. the gunslinger part where he, like the opening line for, for Jodorowsky, like his character is like, I am God. Yes. Which is the first thing he says. Mm-hmm. And then the second part of it is the first thing he, that he says is, I am not God. Yeah, well, he so he he's found by people who live in a cave and are kind of the the uh, the, the people society doesn't want seen. Yeah. Um, so you know, the people with, with like birth defects and consider it the marginalized folks. Yeah. So, so all the marginalized folks live in a cave, uh, totally disconnected from society. So they rescue Jodorowsky's character, the gunslinger, and they like fix him up and they shave him and he wakes up and he's like, I am not God. (laughs) Um, and then he, he decides that his new quest in life is going to be to bring these marginalized people into, uh, into society. Yeah. Uh, help them get out of their cave they're stuck in. Yes. But, and that's where and that's, the whole everything comes. But anyway, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So he, he, he goes up to, to society with, with his girlfriend. Um, and, and they're, so, and, uh, they're seen as like, kind of an entertaining sideshow yeah, performers. Yeah, I, I don't... It's like how they earn money in the city. But so the significant thing, though, is that this city is very similar to, like, the Holy Mountain City, where it's just like, welcome to society. It's yeah. racist, hell, and white people are the worst. Welcome to colonialism. And, like, very quickly you realize they have some sort of strange cultish religious situation yeah well well so i so i think it's important to say that so the bit is that jodorowsky's girlfriend is like a little person right yeah yeah so 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 the whole comedy act that they're trying to make money off of is making fun of the fact that she's little which uh kind of sucks but at the same time it's kind of like it behaves on a sort of freaks level i don't know if you've heard of this but like it, it it kind of like talks about the ostracization of people that are weird and freaks, but yeah. also the celebration of them as entertainment figures. Anyway, continue. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, Jodorowsky uses people with disabilities a lot. Mm-hmm. 
um, just in all of his movies, and not, and I don't think he's even using them in like, like I think they're he's using them in a, for him. not props. They're like, they're they're deeply like people and like characters well, to he, like Jodorowsky in his he films. Clearly shows like a deep care for them. Yeah, and it's and that's something that uh, it's like you don't really see. I don't know. Well, I don't really see a lot of like of that the kind of disabled people that Jodorowsky has in his movies mm-hmm. in America as much. Like I don't. <laughs> For, for whatever reason um like when i lived in africa it was you know pretty pretty common and it unfortunately is like it's because the only way they could live is to you know beg in the streets and so it's it's just interesting seeing that like, uh, well and the jodorowsky's interpretation and portrayal but I think of that right then and there right there you know that you see them begging on the streets and that's the way that you've interpreted like their relationship with society. Yeah. Clearly that's how Yodorowsky sees it too. I yeah. Mean, he made a whole movie about it. Yeah. Which... Well, and like, so my family every Christmas, we would make like a metric shitload of sandwiches when we lived in Africa. Mm-hmm. And then we would get this guy my dad worked with who spoke like nine languages. And we would drive around and just hand out sandwiches to homeless people. Yeah. And then like, and then just, like have or just just to like talk with them and like have this yeah. guy translate for us and anyway and it was and just like learning their stories is just like crazy because like no one has like a boring story you know yeah well like but, <clears throat> there's this weird i'm gonna call it um it's called i'm gonna call it sullivan's travels syndrome mm-hmm. uh which is a strange thing but so sullivan's travels is a movie from like i'm gonna say the 50s uh no sullivan's and anyway sullivan's travels a movie from the 50s and the bit is that there's a screenwriter and he wants to write about the homeless experience but he realizes that he himself has never experienced homelessness right so he goes covert to pretend to be homeless to learn about the homeless experience um and so it's kind of this thing where people like go, okay, I don't know this culture. I'm going to immerse myself in them to understand them. Mm-hmm. And like Yodorowsky kind of appears like kind of a, a fairly transitory version of that in the same way that Todd Browning was, where he's just like, yeah, okay, so I know this society i'm gonna bring it in you know and and like is it right or wrong for him to do that i don't know it's you know him using his like ability to make a film to bring these people and show them is potentially like using them as props but it's also potentially like celebrating who they are as people and giving them work right which is awesome yeah so it's kind of like that's a whole debate and we can now continue <laughs> having had that debate. Yeah. Move on. Moving on. So, uh, so then the rest of the movie is, is Joe Rossi's character and, and his girlfriend kind of navigating their way through this society while raising money to be able to dig a tunnel, uh, to, to the rest of their, their people. Um, however, s- however, uh, there's my favorite scene in the movie uh where a a priest uh puts <laughs> puts a bullet and a gun and starts to play russian roulette with his congregation in a church and they and they're chanting um something i can't remember what they're chanting 
God protect us. Yeah. And so, and so then, then like every time the bullet doesn't, or every time the gun doesn't fire, everyone's like, Oh, a miracle from God. It's a miracle. And so, um, it, and so the, the gun is handed to dun, 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 Jodorowsky's son, who was taken in by monks and is at now a young age at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And is now uh, a priest at this church. So he gets handed the gun, takes the bullet out that, that well, he gets handed the gun. The, the, the priest turns to him and says, um, don't worry. It's a blank. So you say, it's like, there's no risk in it. Um, and of course he's like pussy shit and he pulls out a fucking real bullet. Yeah. So he takes the blank out. He goes to a cowboy, puts one of the cowboys bullets in the gun and then, and then plays Russian delay with it. And then everyone's like, it's a miracle. And then at this point the priest is like, Oh no, we got to get that gun back. So the priest is trying to stop this. Um, and everyone keeps on playing Russian roulette with a now loaded gun. And so a little child blows their head off. Um, and then, well, so it's like, it's like, you see the child put the gun in their head, you hear a gunshot and then it jump cuts to a title card that says the apocalypse. And then, (coughs) excuse me again. And then it jump cuts to, uh, to to the priest and Jodorowsky's son, the other priest are sitting there, and the and the priest who started it all is like, "Yeah, it's over. No one wants to come to church anymore," and walks out. Um, and then Jodorowsky's son. Well, so the church is filled with all these. Or so, so Jodorowsky's society in this, like the the evil society of the town, their symbol is is like the all seeing eye, and the, so the church is filled with all the all seeing eyes. Um, and so then his son tears down all the all-seeing eyes and until and then like behind them is like Christian iconography. Right. Um and then and then just sits down to pray. Well, and I think that that is God, there's so fucking many things where if I wanted to, you know that meme where there's the car and it's on the highway, but then like they swerve off yeah. into the exit. That's me every five seconds with yeah. every little micro metaphor in this movie. I just want to, I just want to take it down the road. Yeah. Um, so, but I'm not allowed because we have to finish the we fucking finish plot of the fucking the movie. movie. Ah! All right. Continue Neo. Finish okay. her up. So anyway, um, I think just a lot of like disjointed things happen through here. Um, there's there's a lot less like narrative cohesion in this part of the movie. So there's like another scene where they make these dudes box with barbed wire, and they they keep on boxing until the the priest shows up, and they're like, "Who won?" And the priest is like, "Well, they're both dead." And they're like, "Well, who died first? And he's like, "That one." And the other's like, "Yeah, our guy won. Woo!" Even though they're both dead. Right. Um, or there's a scene where like there's a black dude who's like uh, working as like a parlor assistant at like a massage parlor, and then a lady grabs him and forces him to touch her breasts, and then and then it's just all all the women in there start molesting him, but they they're like grabbing him and like forcing him onto them and be like, oh no, he's molesting us. And, of course, so, this leads to the whole town deciding. Well, this leads to all their slave drivers because it's a slave town. Right. Which riding him down and lynching him. Yeah. Well, and, like, see, here's another one of those things where I just want to go right down the road. <laughs> but I, I want to now mention that 
this is like a Western that is like, no, we're going to deal with the reality of slavery. Yeah. Uh, anyway, continue. Yeah. So then um, there's another scene where Jodorowsky and his girlfriend uh, are are offered a quick buck to come and entertain people. So they go and then it turns out it's an orgy and they force them to have sex with each other to make fun of uh, Jodorowsky's girlfriend which sucks. Which really sucks. Um, and so, and then they uh, they decide that they should get married. Um, so they go to the they go to the church. Jodorowsky's son meets. They're like sees his father again. Um, and they it's are like reunited. <clears throat> they reunited. Immediately are like fuck. We have to kill each other. Yeah. Wait a minute. So his son wants to kill him, and the Jodorowsky's like, "You can, but." I need to finish the, the tunnel first. Yeah. And so Jodorowsky's son agrees to help him finish the tunnel so then he can kill his father for leaving him with a bunch of monks. Which is fair. So then there's like, so then that leads us to the great line of the thing where they're mining and then something happens and like Jodorowsky's leg gets blown out or something. Like he has like a broken leg and, uh, and his son is like, you can't work, your leg's broken. And Jodorowsky's like, my body is in pain. I am not. And then, like, walks back into the mine. <laughs> um, so, anyway, so they, they eventually, like, break through. So they finish the tunnel between the two, like, the two, uh, or the marginalized people and then the, like, all-seen eye culture. Right. Um, which, and then all the marginalized people rush into culture where they are summarily gunned the fuck down. Yeah. So then, in the in a in an absolute tragedy, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Jodorowsky flies into a flight of rage, gets a gun, and uh, kills everyone in the town. Yeah, which uh, is deserved. And then uh, covers himself in lamp oil and self immolates. Uh, yeah, Jodorowsky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's let's start digging in. Well, so I think I think we're like as Holy Mountain. I see the move. I see Holy Mountain as like three distinct parts. Yeah. I think this is definitely you know the two distinct parts. Right. Where it's one is like a really spiritual like like here's like the meditations of Jodorowsky. Well, it's like his first half is like him decrying the masculine plan, which is like there's the two masculine plans, right? Mm-hmm. There's you can become a godly man. Uh, and work for marginalized people and then shoulder the reality that they're never going to be welcome in a society that's filled with shitty, horrible monsters. Yeah. And you can't change that yourself, white savior. Mm-hmm. There's that narrative. But then there's also the nothing matters. I'm a nihilist. I am God. I can kill and I can uh, hurt whoever I want and nothing bad will ever happen to me. Until there's like some major, major heartbreak, and then it's like, oh, yeah, I'm not in control of everything. So one so, one little thing goes wrong, and it's like, oh no. So like, I feel like this one of of all of his movies is very much a like, let's talk about masculinity in detail, uh, and and his like his, his version of masculinity is a pretty ugly one. I don't know how he feels about the feminine. There's a moment where where in the first half, his girlfriend 
uh, who's riding on a horse is like looking at herself in the mirror and he has like shoot the mirror and he's like, don't look at yourself. <laughs> it is bad to look at yourself. And then she like sees another woman and she's like, oh. And so on one hand, it's like, you know, when a man punishes a woman for vanity, does that mean that she's going to go out and find the feminine attractiveness that she desires in other women? Yeah. That's kind of spicy. Anyway, so now I think would be a great time to talk about the controversy. Yes. So the controversy is, is in an interview about the movie, Jodorowsky said, uh, I, I raped uh the 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 co-star who who was my character's wife and she did not want to and like was like i don't want to film this scene and he was like but then as men have to do i raped her yeah which is a great thing for a man to say about women yeah yes so um it kind of so it kind of goes back to that whole using people as props thing. Mm-hmm. So there's two ways to look at, at Yodorowsky. There's way number one. He's a prick who's an egotistical nightmare who's in love with himself and has completely built a, a psychedelic world to worship himself and make himself a figure of psychedelic greatness. Um, on the backs of, you know, disabled people, minorities, the chronically ill, <coughs> and uh, just generally, quote unquote, the freaks of society, mm-hmm. you know, and, and women. And so I think the big narrative with that one, this this whole thing that he says where he's like, yes, I know she didn't want to do it, but then I raped her. Like that is it it goes along with that narrative very, very nicely. And I think a lot of people like believing it. But there's also this this other aspect of Jodorowsky, which is like, well, what what are movies meant to do? And and I think that is like an essential question that nobody ever fucking asks. But it's important. And And Jodorowsky movies are the only ones that have ever made me ask this question, which is like, what... Are movies meant to do right not not what are they meant to be not what are they like not what do they tell me but what do they do like the holy mountain explained social ills to me mm-hmm. and then demonstrated how i personally can deal with them yeah that's do that's action Mm-hmm. You know, so what does that movie do for me? You know, one can look at it and say, okay, it's an egotistical nightmare, but you can also look at it as a selfless act of of like ignoring the rules of cinema, ignoring the rules of like being oneself and mm-hmm. just giving the truth to people in an unmitigated way. Like there is no subtlety in Yodorowsky movies. No. It's it's very much like Salvador Dali imagery mixed with truth. It's just like blatantly, here's the deal. Yeah. You know, in the Holy Mountain, there's a cop. He's he's the he's the king of the police and he's got a fucking massive gun because of course he does. And, and a he's, metal beard. And he's gonna take he's gonna take he collects people's testicles. Collects you know balls, what I mean? There's like, no subtlety there. But but that's the thing. There's no subtlety there. Mm-hmm. So on one hand, you can see it as an egotistical thing. Or you can see it as one of the very few instances 
of somebody in an artistic position just blatantly cutting the shit and saying exactly the truth. Mm -hmm. And so it's possible that both of these are kind of simultaneously true. Right. Who who knows? And I'm curious as to what you think about it. But I think the the thing to realize about Yonarovsky is that when he says rape, what does he mean? Yeah. And, well, and I, I think that that's something with Jodorowsky is he really likes pushing people's buttons. And I, 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 I have that same streak. He has an entire film career based on it. Yeah. So I'll like, I'll, I'll do things that I see get a rise out of people and I'll keep on doing it. Cause I think it's really funny to just push a button until someone gets mad. And I try not to do it cause it's an absolute dick move. Well, and so I'm now but, going to, well, all right, let me, okay, go, 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 go. Sorry, so, sorry, sorry. I just, so I think, I, I, I think that Jodorowsky knows that when he says, when he says things like that, people will like really like not like it, not like it. And then they'll like publicize it. And and also not like him. Yeah. So I and so uh, later on, if I remember correctly from what I've read, he 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 did say that he didn't actually like non consensually. Like, he didn't non consensually do anything with her and have sex with somebody. And she hasn't said any hasn't come out against no, Jodorowsky. She isn't complaining about so, it. So there's so so the only person who's claimed claimed he that said it is and hims- he did it to himself. himself. Yeah. With his own verbiage, yes. Yeah. Which well, and then and, later he he said that he was doing that to to get a rise out of people and that it was it was like a symbolic thing. So so I'm I'm and, and and I'm not trying to say that that it didn't happen. If it did, I am that this is just my interpretation of it. If anything did happen, then obviously fuck Jodorowsky because it's like yeah. it's never okay for someone in a position of power to like. Of course. It's never, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm gonna take. I'm gonna walk that one back too. It's just never okay to rape anyone ever. Well, full obviously. Stop. So I mean, consent is extremely important. David Lynch, you know, pressured Naomi Watts to do a masturbation scene, and that kind of sucked. But you know what? She doesn't care. She's happy she did it. In mm-hmm. hindsight, you know. So whatever. Did shit. Sexuality yeah. is kind of an awkward part of humanity. Mm-hmm. But so that's my bit here, right? The only defense I can have towards Jodorowsky, even though he doesn't necessarily need defending, it was him causing his own problems. Uh, but if I could defend him, the the thing I would say is that, you know, that whole masculine urge, feminine urge mm-hmm. tweet thing that people are doing. So <laughs> I mean, I'm doing a lot. <laughs> so like Jodorowsky is really into tarot. Uh, so am I. <laughs> and so I guess because of that, there's this, there's this sort of idea that uh, women, when they're married, are meant to be like taken mm-hmm. by their partner, and and they want to be taken by their partner in like a very visceral way, mm-hmm. and so uh, there's a seed of truth to that. The feminine urge to be taken by the person that you're with, like right. instead of them like flaccidly kind of enjoying you, they just like are really into you and they enjoy having you. And that's mm-hmm. a wonderful thing, right? So I think he's like expressing that in the worst imaginable <laughs> way. Right. Right. So Well Yeah, well <sighs> and also if you watch the uh 
the Jodorowsky's Dune documentary. Mm-hmm. He uses rape to get a rise out of people in that too. Like like he's in the exact same way. In the exact same way where he, where 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 he uses rape not as a literal like thing, but as a as I know it's gonna really push people's buttons and get them get them on edge. Well, and and I mean the reality as well is that he was doing these movies when he and many other people were on drugs. Yeah, and uh, and this is obviously not excuse. This is just <laughs> truth. And so, okay, I get a lot of shit because I'm really into cultural anthropology. Like I'm really into black metal, mm-hmm. which isn't to say that I support Nazis. That yeah, make fuck black Varg. metal. Yeah, obviously. Vardig, if you listen to this podcast, <laughs> fuck he's, you. He, well, he's a pathetic weirdo and a loser, right? Yeah, get but fucked. He's, but he's interesting to study as a human that exists in the same way that serial killers are kind of interesting to study. And so I feel like, you know, in a weird way, some filmmakers are really easy to let go of. You know, Woody Allen mostly made movies that were all about, like, it was like very narcissistic self-worship shit like about how I'm so like I'm so different than all the other boys you know Mm -hmm. and and like ah women are so hard on me and ah but I deserve it uh and it's like the self-hating like stereotype and so letting go of his movies is actually rather easy (laughs) you know if you really want your movies to live past your own cancellation while you're alive, they better be fucking good. And Woody Allen and to some, to a lot of extent, Roman Polanski as well, just really did not uh, withstand that test of, of anthropology where people are, were like, okay, he's interesting enough for me to continue to engage with him, even though I know he is a monster. Right. Jodorowsky is the is one of the exa- examples in the same way that David Lynch for me is one of the examples of people that like, Okay, I understand that there are things that they've done in their life that were regrettable and shitty, but studying them to me continues to be valuable insofar as like I I feel like I need to understand this person as they exist, mm-hmm. which means understanding their controversy as an aspect of them, right? right? So it's kind of like, I am not the kind of person to push away the controversy of what Jodorowsky said. Instead, I would rather say, yes, this is an aspect right. of, of what he does, right? Mm-hmm. And and that aspect is obviously not something that a lot of people can endure and enjoy. Right. Um, then again, these are movies made... This is an acid Western, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a movie about very, very harsh, harsh subjects. Mm-hmm. Um so can you really expect it to uh, play nice? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not really. Uh, now, before we continue, because uh, we got takes and they are excrement, um, we're going to do a little ad breaky poo. So yeah, we'll we be, are. We'll be right back. I love you. Love you too. All right. Our first sponsor is Machine Age Productions and their RPG hashtag I hunt. It's economic horror about hunting monsters and the gig economy where eviction is scarier than Dracula. It's Buffy meets Uber. Uh, so after we got this sponsor, uh, before even talking to them uh, and probably doing what I could have done and requesting access to the to the book, I just bought the book oh, uh, yeah. at work. 
uh, and started reading through it, and I then I got the flu, and then kept reading through it. Then you had uh, no excuse to stop. Yeah. So so outside of 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 <laughs> of being paid for this, I think it's awesome. Um, I I really enjoy the book. I really love RPGs that tell fascists to go fuck themselves. Oh, like literally, like right there's, on the cover. There, there's literally a chunk of the book that's like. It's like it's in the it's in the rules. It's like no fascists get get out of here. Uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, I really like modern kind of cyberpunk dystopian stuff. I play a lot of Shadowrun, a lot of Cyberpunk Red, um, and it's it's kind of the same like wealth disparity tones that I really like. Who who doesn't like hunting monsters? Right. Uh, yeah, it's I'm I haven't played it yet. But we're I'm, pretty I'm excited sold. We're to. probably yeah. going to play it. Um, the thing I was going to mention about it is that I know the people who make this game ever so slightly, uh, only only in passing. I know Olivia and Philomena. I, I believe that those are the names. Um, in passing, uh, hi, y'all. Um, <laughs> thank you for supporting our podcast. Super sweet of you. Um, we're very happy to be ad reading for you at this point. Uh, I guess this is sort of a break in the matrix to just tell the people like, Hey, <laughs> we really love you. Uh, thanks. Um, but no, they're the sweetest. So, uh, seriously go support their RPG. Yeah, go do it. And, and we, we've been talking about potentially doing an RPG related podcast yeah. <laughs> uh, sometime in the future. Uh, here we, this could be one. We could do I hunt. Hmm. We could. That would be fun for for a podcast. Yeah. I mean, we could even have the fucking creators on. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So, yeah. Uh, well, and so the only other thing that we need to say in the ad read is. Uh, go check out our Patreon. Yes. Patreon.com slash. Uh, excrement. True. Correct. Ding, ding, ding. You got yes. it. We actually broke a hundred bucks, which is Hell great. yeah. That's almost a paycheck for little Neo here. Yeah. So, so now. I, I envisioned me being able to take a day off of work, just work on the podcast uh, like once a month with that. Uh, and then I got the flu, so, <laughs> so I had so to we take a couple fucked. days off of work. Yeah, so. we, we were a bit we were a bit behind. We were a little, <laughs> yeah. little fucky-fucked there. But, I mean, we've been killing it on episodes. Like, yeah. We've been dropping episodes like there are nothing. Yeah, and we're um, not going to stop. <laughs> yeah, no, in no way. Um, All right. So, uh, yes, Patreon.com slash excrement. Excrement. Check out I Hunt. Uh, let's get back to the podcast. Yeah. Um, before we get too deep back into it, at the, before we, we went live, May said, Neo, don't eat cough drops. And I, in an act of defiance, I'm going to eat a cough drop because I'm still sick. All right. You know what? That's fine. I'll accept it. I'll let it happen. <laughs> Anyway, so where were we? Rape is bad. I can't believe that Jodorowsky <laughs> is a fucking idiot. Uh, and I, but but like, listen, I've I've had people violate my consent in my life, and I don't want to go into detail about it. But I am I'm very aware of that experience, and the way that Jodorowsky talks about it is like in a really callous and stupid, broy kind of dumb. He's eighty years old. Way yeah. Uh, so. It's not to say that I forgive it, but I don't believe him. Like <laughs> I don't believe him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he 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 says that that's what he's doing, but I I, I think he's a little I think he's a little effeminate, little squirrely, a little baby. conniving, I, yeah, a little conniving shit. He doesn't strike me as the as that kind of kind of boy, but but maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. 
Um, but but regardless, we're here to talk about his film. Yeah. And uh, and his film is um, excrement, but it could be turned into gold. It could be with our discussion of well, our takes. <laughs> so Neo. Well, I want to. I, I really want to go into the church scene because I. Uh, well, so my parents are missionaries. My dad is a doctorate in theology. He teaches at a Bible college. Um, so I, of course, had to show him the the scene where Jodorowsky is like, wow, church arms people with ideology and then pushes them too far and then, and then, abandons, it, them. And then abandons them and hurts and, and their their own ideology hurts people. And that's very much how I how I fit, feel. And not even just against my parents, but towards like the boarding school I went to because I've spent most of my rational adult life kind of trying to deprogram myself uh, away from 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 the things I was are, are you I all right? my finger it's fine don't uh, worry about it continue I'm listening so I spent most of my like adult life trying to deprogram myself from a lot of the things I was taught in boarding school and not that I'm not that I'm uh, like anti-christian um, you know to some degree I still kind of consider myself in that faith but it's like you know all of the kind of deranged rants that people put in my head that are in no way part of of my spirituality what i believe but yeah. we're just kind of like malignantly lying there like a fucking tumor where i'll be thinking it's about sabotaging s- religion yeah it's, it, it's yeah like taking your ability to perceive reality and spirituality and turning it into some kind of rule book where there's like a bunch of really fucked up stupid things that are completely abandoned on you like you don't even understand why these are things you're doing yeah well so in seventh grade in my bible class uh we had this teacher that we all thought was really cool and we all looked up to and for most of bible class he would just regale us of stories about how he got arrested for harassing people at abortion clinics and um and like and talking about how cool the nation state of Israel was and and it's like I mean, it, it's it's like and that just kind of like sat in my brain and I never really thought about it until like I was 25 and I was like hold up <laughs> yeah wait, like wait a second that that's just like 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 this this misplaced respect for this dickhead well, like, just sitting in the back of my mind I mean, you got to clear that one out well when I was in like I guess I would have been tenth grade, probably. I was in a world history class, and I had a teacher dead ass say, "Yeah, this is the part of where I'm supposed to teach FDR, but fuck FDR, <laughs> he's an asshole and a liberal, <laughs> and I hate him, so I don't want to teach you him." And it was just like neat, very cool, very cool. You can pick and choose what history to teach me. Yeah. So yeah, and so it's like you know, it's 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 you know, I I personally like i grew up with with all this you know you gotta take care of the poor you gotta feed you gotta feed the hungry you gotta like like put you gotta you gotta house the homeless you gotta take care of the least of us and and and, you know that's what christianity is about right and so i get you know i get armed and like pulled back like like a bowstring with all these like um like altruistic ideals and i come to america and i'm like you fucking communist asshole like fuck you commie yeah it's like that's that, that's not what Christianity is about, fucking idiot, you fucking liberal, and it's like, whoa, what? <laughs> yeah, it's not about helping people. Well, and and so, but that's the funny thing. So 
kind of tying this all back into El yeah. Topo, you've got you've come up against the two paths, which are like there's the the gunslinger path of just being reckless, uh, and and like we live in Texas, yeah, the most individualist state. Like everybody here is like, don't fuck with me, don't get on my lawn, don't fuck with my guns, and don't talk to me about politics or religion unless you're talking to me about the thing I already think. Yeah. And and that's sort of the way shit is here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I've just been conditioned with this since growing up, but you kind of got thrust upon it after the first half of the Holy Mountain. So you but more more than anything, you came up against yourself, right? Yeah. That that's the thing. Like when in the in the early half of the movie when Jodorowsky's character is like a gunslinger, you know, like killing people for sport mm-hmm. and shit. He's ultimately one of the kind of people that would have killed a disabled person. He met in matter of fact, his does. character does in the movie. Two of two them. of them. Yeah. And like, just, just because he can just because, yeah, just because he can. And so he doesn't see the value in human life. Mm-hmm. And that's how shit is here. They don't see the value in human life. So this altruism that you've gained, it's mm-hmm. like you came up against this, like coming from that version of altruism and then coming here where people just fucking hate everybody. It's like it's like your version of being a one of those people, like yeah. coming into society and getting gunned down. Well, well, yeah, well, and it's like and it's and, like you it, it's like when you have the church full of full of the culture and full of what what people want to see. In this like evil, twisted, you know, racist, shitty, evil culture, and when that's what the church is about, they love it, right? But then, but then when 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 the apocalypse happens, and and you strip away all of all of the the shitty cultural stuff, and you just get to the you know get to the part where Jesus is like, hey, take care of each other, feed right. the homeless, like like that's yeah, uh, let yeah, it's like the the most important rule: love God, love others, like. Nothing like, like like that's it full stop right you know like uh, you know as long as long as you're loving others and like taking care of those who need to be taken care of that's it like like that's all you got to do um and and then and so you know and so and then once you strip it down to that people leave like people you know you know people want the the shitty hateful bullshit and it just that just like tears me apart it, it, and the, I don't know. That just like it, it. It's like a. It just really hurts me. Well, and and the very end act, right? The the wow. I'm horrified at what society has done, which is actually what I have done. Um. So I'm going to kill society, mm-hmm. and then kill myself. Like destroy society and destroy myself if at all possible. And like so, that's the whole angle. And the fucked up thing is like that seems to be everybody's whole mo these days. Like yeah. that's their whole vibe. It's like I can't do anything. Guess I'd better kill society and then myself. And so it's just like, dang, the masculine urge to kill society <laughs> and yeah. then themselves. Well, yeah, and I've I've been feeling that a lot too. Like, mm-hmm. well, it's a punk thing, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just like. You're angry. You want to fucking break shit when shit's fucked up. And in the last like couple months, things have been so unjustifiably fucked up in in our country, especially in our state, mm-hmm. that it's like 
dang, the feminine urge. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I hate it here, man. Uh, It's a bummer. So, like, yeah, I I don't know. I think that that gets to some truth in there, too. And um, ugly as it may be, it is still truth. Yeah. And I I think part of the reason I really like Jodorowsky is he just, like, has his, like, hand on the pulse of, like, of exactly how I feel about just about everything. Yeah. Well, and it's just like the Holy Mountain is literally a movie where it's like, do you want to know the truth? I mm-hmm. will tell it to you, but you will not like it. Yeah. And this movie is another situation where it's like, do you want the truth? I will tell it to you, but you will not like it. Yeah. And where it's like, you, you, you want to know about society? This is society. This is culture. Right. And, you know, and, and not like in a in a joker society meme way yeah but like so so like i actually feel like somebody could easily make a comparison to like todd uh todd phillips joker movie right where it's like society's evil it's out to get you but in that movie which also doesn't lack subtlety it's like constantly beating up on that main character and making us feel like he's more and more like sympathetic and pathetic Mm -hmm. whereas in el topo it's more just like very uncaring, very flat. Yeah. You know, like at some point there's a lynching of a black person. It's horrible. And and it's just plainly shown to you. Yeah. Just here it is. No drama. Well, and I, and I think El Topo is the more real version of society because I feel like like a lot oh, of times without a doubt. it's like society, it, society never feels like it's targeting me. It always just feels like it's apathetic to me. Right. Like it, it doesn't turn its eye to me it doesn't need to punch me in the face <laughs> right exactly so to, to, to make me feel hopeless and, and and dejected exactly and and i feel like it's almost untrue that the world punches you in the face as much as it's like it just slowly grades on you until yeah. you lose all sense of self yeah well so i don't know this might be going into too much personal detail fuck but, it fuck it but this like, is a therapy session not a yeah. podcast let's be real but like Yes, yeah, so like a year ago, I was like really, really suicidal. Uh, so I called the college I worked at, or not worked at, I went to, uh, and I was like, "Hey, can y'all can I see a can I see a psychiatrist? Because I like I'm really I'm really really depressed, I'm suicidal. I I need to talk to someone, and I probably really need like antidepressants." Yeah. Um. And and they were like, "Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We can schedule an appointment for two months." And I was like. I don't. I don't, I don't think know. I'm gonna make it there, I chief. I don't know. I I just got out of the, the bathtub holding a knife. So yeah, yeah. I don't know if I got two months. So I was like, all right, can you can you like refer me to someone? And so I heard them clickety clack on the keyboard, and I was like, I I bet they're just googling like psychiatrist in in the area. And it's like, let's see what we got. Here. Yeah, and so they it's like they give me a list of five people. Uh. The first three weren't psychiatrists, so when I called them asking for for psychiatric services and antidepressants, they were like, we're a family practice idiot. <laughs> like, what are Great. you fucking talking about? Well, like, uh, And I, then I, the, I other, the other two the, who were actually psychiatrists were full. Oh, right. And no course. one else could refer me to anyone else. So I was like... Well, and like, I'm uninsured, so I went to get a psyche eval, and it was like $750, and I was like, oh, well, I'll be leaving. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not doing that. I'll just be crazy and kill myself. Sorry. Yeah. So, so like, I it's think- It's cheaper. <laughs> yeah. So, so where the Joker fucks up is it's like, it's like, you don't need 
to to like physically assault and beat someone to 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 beat them down to beat them down it's like all you need is just an apathetic society that grinds you under the wheels of no one gives a shit about you yeah well and it's kind of like i think that this is one of those very rare movies that demonstrates clearly it's not that society is evil it's the society has lost the plot yeah whatever the purpose of it was is gone it is entirely a grift now which is something that we talked about a lot in the last <laughs> episode or one of the episodes mm-hmm. and and it's like this is a movie that that represents that idea very mm-hmm. succinctly yeah. it's like the world un, like society unfortunately has lost the plot become a, a racist nightmarish <laughs> grift right and interacting with it at all is hell and bad and so like well and it's better to be in a marginalized community that cares for you and cares for each other than to than to try to be in be in than the, to be rejected and murdered in society and ground under the wheels of 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 big ass society right well and like that makes it sound like that's like pro segregation or something like i think that marginalized people should like stay away from society but like i think it's less that i think we need to stay away from them uh to protect them from us but rather the opposite it's like we need to probably protect ourselves from them at this point there's this line from an eminem song um who's the who's the rapper the other rapper who like always collabs with them is it push a t dr trey no uh who are you talking about who am i talking about let me give me what the fuck are you talking about? hold on uh where uh, am i a stall for me for one second man holy shit I can't believe that we are going <laughs> to stop this Yodorovsky moment here. We were talking about his film, his art film. No, no, no. This is to, this is to look up Royce to five M&M, nine. Royce there's, to five there's, nine. There's okay. a bit uh, where, where Royce to five nine is talking, and he says, uh, "Segregation is being told where I'm going to go. Separation is me going where I want to go." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, so it's 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 like pro. Uh, it's like I think I'm pro separation and not in like fuck segregation, but it's like I do think it's like you know when communities say, "All right." We are all gonna go and and like do our own thing over here because like we're marginalized and fuck you guys. Right. It's great. It's awesome. Like well, and, hell yeah. And so the the un, the 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 metaphor of the movie El Topo right is the mole, the mole that desperately desires reaching the surface and seeing the sun, but when it does, it's blinded because we live in an uncaring, godless universe mm-hmm. uh, that. Uh, hates us and and so when when you get what you want it kills you right it, you get your fantasy and it's a nightmare and if your fantasy is to be in society society uh will eat you alive mm-hmm. uh and and that's so disastrously nihilistic but at the same time it's also just the most honest. It's like a modest mouse song. You know, <laughs> yeah. how do how how do I hate something that's so true? Mm-hmm. So where I'm kind of left at, at El Topo, we didn't really talk all that much about the first half of the movie. I guess we it doesn't matter that much. The second half I feel like is where it really comes into its own. Yeah, well like like I said, the first half is like weird spiritual guru ramblings. Where the second half is like a direct like here's society here's where society's fucked up 
Right. Where it's like you could talk well, and, about and they're a companion piece to each other. They're yeah. answers to each other. Right. Like the the dark side of human of of being a man and being a godly man is to be the uncaring god. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the the adverse is to be someone who is uh, caring and realizes that we live with an uncaring god. Right. Well, and also like like the the second part of the movie is kind of the is is to Jodorowsky's son the first part right and so where he's learning the lessons Jodorowsky learned in the first half of the movie right exactly but, well but so like so we could talk about the bit from the first half where it's like oh yeah to be too perfect is a problem like you probably don't want to be too perfect because because you know perfection is the enemy of the great or we could talk about the really crazy social stuff Jodorowsky brings up and I, I just I think we both find that to be a lot more interesting oh yeah without a doubt um but also we are <laughs> blazing past an hour here we've been killing this podcast yeah in, in its dick and ass so we've been both talking for a while about this one uh clearly we're going to be talking more about Jodorowsky we're going to be talking about the holy mountain at some point we want to do a double episode about it yeah there's hours. so much to talk about there with is the a Holy Mountain. lot to talk about and there's three whole parts it's like a thing and i mean i guess this is like a demo run for that if you like hearing us talk about <laughs> we're gonna be doing more of it uh but anyway so neo i know your answer yeah i think i think everyone knows both of our answers it's great it's fucking great so uh, good. i went and saw this movie at a theater uh at the texas theater once like a couple years ago and the entire audience thought that it was the funniest thing they'd ever seen. And I don't know where I stand on whether or not that's cool. Parts of it are pretty funny. It, it's pretty fucking funny to the, me. The dude drawing a woman with beans and fucking, and then it's fucking pretty, the bean pretty funny. lady is pretty good. It's pretty fucking good. Or the or the scene agree. where the guy gets dressed and walks out, and then like a million hogs or like pigs oh, run yeah. out behind him. Well, and like the movie makes authority look so pathetic, yeah. you know, because when you're an uncaring god, you're just like destroying the the sins of humanity, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like goodness. It's a movie about about sin, mm-hmm. and and that's interesting. Yeah, so I it like goes. That. It def the movie goes in the good excrement pile. Big pile of shit. Big pile of good shit. Now I show this to all my friends. Yeah, no, actually, no. <laughs> the, like, it took us a what a year to watch this. Not less than that, like nine months. Yeah, I mean, it, it, we we watched Holy Mountain pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, well, that's essential. Yeah. Um. Yeah, pre- like when 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 me and May started hanging out, May was pretty much like, "Well, this boy needs some acid and the Holy Mountain." <laughs> Here, let me introduce <laughs> you to intellectualism um <laughs> so it's an intellectual psycho- psychedelia. psychedelia nuance so uh i guess this is a big old recommendation for el topo if you haven't seen it it's kind of a classic you kind of have to it's kind of like seeing like anything else that's classic where it's like yeah there are problems but but like it's great john lynn's favorite movie yeah and, if you just watch dead. get back watch el topo next yeah, go watch el topo now <laughs> clearly uh, just like if you if you watch Airspray, you gotta go watch Big Flamingos. <laughs> anyway, okay, friends. Well, shit. This was been this was been has been a successful podcast. It's been lovely talking to you again. I haven't seen you in a little while. It's been well, 
we've been having to wait because of the fucking flu but yeah. hopefully that passes us by real quick yeah i i i'm for all the patrons who who want the videos uh more than more than like a day early uh we're, sorry we we're, got the flu we're trying but we got we got the flu and we're we're kind of we're trying we're trying uh, to keep up this doing our best yeah well and also i had two videos this week i have fucking albums coming i didn't even mention that listen i don't tell anybody but i have cds in the mail like they're coming hell yeah of my music and i'm gonna sell that shit anyway um it's been a busy ass week over here but we still made time to talk about El Topo. Yeah. Yay. Anyway, yeah. so thank you for coming out and make sure and subscribe or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Oh, pa- uh, patreon.com yeah. slash excrement. And thank you to uh, Machine Age Productions and uh, hashtag iHunt for sponsoring us. Mm-hmm. Uh, be sure to go check them out. Uh, and if you would like to sponsor this podcast, you can do that over at our Patreon as well. Yeah, we still are. We're we're gonna be taking quite a few ads. We can rotate them through or whatever we need to end up doing. Yeah. Um, but no. Uh, yeah. Have a great what week? Wind week? week. Have week? a great the rest of eternity. Have a good remainder of your life. Yeah. All right. <laughs> See y'all later. See you in the next plane of existence. <laughs>